During the course of Money Talk Extra, I've been meeting some of Hong Kong's entrepreneurs to hear about their successes and challenges in building a business from scratch. This morning, I'm joined by Marcus Lung, co-founder and COO of Origami Labs. Good morning, Marcus. Morning, Peter. Can you tell me a bit about yourself? Certainly, yeah. So I'm a Hong Kong native, was born here, went to an ESF school and everything, went to the US, did school, worked there for 10 years. And like many Asian people, they end up coming back to Hong Kong because of family things. And so that brought me back here. And you are the COO and founder of Origami Labs. So what does Origami Labs do? Sure. Origami Labs, uh, we are a product company that makes uh, sort of voice interface products. And so what does that even mean? So that's like products that you talk to with your own voice. And so our very first product, our flagship product is uh, Ori. So Ori, for the listeners who cannot see it, is a smart ring that you wear on your index finger. And it uses a technology called bone conduction that lets you touch your ear and it sends sound through your finger so that you can hear what's coming through your phone. So you can imagine it's kind of like a almost like a 007 spy device that lets you take calls and send messages without looking at your phone. Now, we're used to a world of screens and touching things on smartphones. So why would we want to use a ring on our finger? What's the logic behind that? Sure, that's a great question, right? So I think we often hear these days, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, screen fatigue. So kind of at the very first level is this idea that we're trying to introduce something called a screen-free revolution. Now, this idea that um, there's a lot of things now that you don't have to use your screen for because of this voice interface, meaning you can talk to your phone without needing to type on it. Hmm. So um, allowing you to sort of um, peel away some of the things that you normally have to take your phone out of your pocket, unlock your phone, go to the app and start typing. We're eliminating all those extra steps to let you do the thing that you want to do faster and more stylishly. Now, bone conduction is something I've heard about before because it's used a lot in medical devices, isn't it? So basically what you're saying is with this device on your finger, you can hear and talk through your finger. Is that correct? That's right. And you put it up to your your, your ear. So what sort of things can you do? I presume you can obviously have calls on your phone, but there must be other things you can do. Can you like read messages on your smartphone or make appointments that way? But what can you do? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So basically anything that your voice assistant, so if you're walking around with an Android phone or an Apple phone, you're going to have either Siri or Google Assistant on your phone and anything they can do, you can now do through your finger. So what's an example of that? Um, yeah, you can make reminders, you can set alarms. Um, but the really fun stuff is sort of getting a daily briefing. So you can wake up, uh, tap the ring and say, give me my daily briefing. And it's just going to start telling you the news, maybe give you an update on what your first appointment for the day is and tell you if it's going to rain. So if I'm sitting in a meeting and I stick my finger in my ear with one of these devices on, is it all private and discreet? And and what happens if it's really noisy um, around me? Right. So the cool thing about this ring is that the whole idea of being really private and discreet, like you said. So I could touch my ear, tap the ring, and it can start reading my text messages to me. And I'm the only one that will be able to hear it. So it's very private, very, very private. discreet. And then in a super loud environment, because it's using sort of, instead of using air to send sound to my ear, it's actually just using vibrations through my finger. So even if there's ambient noise, like I'm on the MTR, um, I'm still going to be able to hear it loud and clear. So what inspired you to come up with this idea? 
It's an interesting story. So Kevin, who's uh, my co-founder and uh, the CEO of Origami Labs, his father um, is visually impaired. Um, he oh, went okay. blind when he was 13. Right. And so, um, you know, my co-founder Kevin grew up um, sort of very aware of the needs of the visually impaired community um, and sort of actually inspired by his father's work. So despite being visually impaired, um, his father went on to get a PhD in computer science, um, ended up working at Microsoft and s- launched the accessibility program at Microsoft along with Bill Gates and made uh, the world's first talking computer. And the mission of that was always to give visually impaired people, people with uh, accessibility issues, um, the tools they needed to use technology. And so the history of, or- of, of Ori the Ring is not how to help people with assistive issues use computers, but how do they use mobile phones? So we are trying to set out to say, how do you turn your hand into a phone in a stylish, discreet way that everybody can use? So tell me a bit about your experiences as an entrepreneur. Was this something you always wanted to do, to set up your own company, work for yourself? Although both my parents are entrepreneurs, both of them started their own business, uh, it was never something I thought about, actually. Um, I graduated from university with a public health degree, um, but that parlayed into a consulting uh, job for 10 years. And um, and even then, when I came back to Hong Kong, I worked for my dad's business, which is a, a trading company. And things were going swimmingly. But what changed is I, uh, I went to HKUST to do my MBA, and uh, I met Kevin. Um, and so... A lot of it just came out of, for me at least, I mean, the journey to starting your own company is always complicated. And um, at least for me, the trigger factors was meeting somebody who you sort of felt a chemistry with and felt sort of an intellectual compatibility with and a drive to do something. Um, and that sort of set this idea in motion. But even then, it was something there's, there's no decision point where suddenly we snapped our fingers and said, we're going to do this. Uh, it was a fact of just going out and trying things and on each step of the way finding that there was enough people saying you might want to consider going the next step um, until today when we you know we're very fortunate to have a great team we have almost 20 people on board and, and we're shipping product um, you know as I look back I can't find a demarcation line of where we chose to go and do this. So what makes it successful? What distinguishes successful entrepreneurs from those that don't make it? Because for every company that does make it, there's probably 10 that fail. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, well, the funny thing is, I think that the successful ones rarely feel successful. I mean, from the outside, we may call them that, but they may not feel that way. And then the ones who are unsuccessful may actually still walk around thinking that they were they were mm. fantastic, right? Mm. So this is highly subjective. Um, but I mean, I think from our case, um, I think what we can say is that we've we continue to take the next step. Marcus, thank you very much indeed for telling us all about that. Thanks so much, Peter. That was Marcus Lung, co-founder and CRO of Origami Labs. That's all for this week's program. Next week, we'll look into how open banking will change the way you transact financial services in Hong Kong. Jimmy Lam will meet an eczema patient to hear about her financial challenges. And to finish up, I'll look into the 2019 NPF Awards. From me, Peter Lewis, have a great week. <laughs>